Hey, Edith. Hey, Christy. What's an ig? I don't know. A snow house without a loo. Igloo. Oh, gosh. When you have to explain. <laughs> Hi, I'm Christy. And I'm Edith. We're backyard gardeners in Colorado. And neighbors. And friends. These days, gardening is becoming very popular. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips, a fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down Hey, Christy. Hello, Edith. Hi, everybody out there. Hello, gardeners and wannabe gardeners and people who like gardeners. We hope everybody made it through the holidays okay, and now you're kind of breathing a little sigh of relief. And you're getting a chance to get some exercise as you run off all the desserts and chocolate and candy that you Mm -hmm. had. Mm -hmm. Or return the gifts that, you know, the ties, the socks, the underwear. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You make an interesting transition in, in your into adulthood. When you're a kid, you hate socks and underwear. Yes. But you get a certain point. You go, actually, I could use some socks I could and use underwear. it, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're so right. Christmas becomes not about what I want, but you know what I could use? Yeah. That's, that's... so funny. I just said to my daughter, she was going to get me a beautiful sweater. I said, you know, I could use a wallet. Nice. That's exactly right. Uh, 2021, counting down. Counting down to a new year. Boy, that went fast. It sure did. A little better than 2020. Yes, it was better than 2020. So maybe there's some hope for 2022. There's a lot of hope for 2022. (laughs) Let's just be really hopeful. Good, yes. We'll make it good. Gosh darn it. We'll make it good. I'm excited to talk about our top favorite gardening mistakes of 2021, Edith. And do you know what a mistake would be, everybody? For everybody, not to buy a garden journal, which we have on our merch sale. That was slick. Wasn't that slick? <laughs> that was I made good. that up on the spot. Yeah, you know, um, you journal your garden and you think it makes your garden better every year. It makes you a better gardener because you can look back and you can say, you can actually write your mistakes in. If you know where you planted something and it's a bad location... Yeah. It's in the journal. When did I plant that? It's in the journal. Maybe this year I should try to journal. Last year I said I was going to journal instead of flying by the seat of my pants. Yes. And I flew by the seat of my pants again. And so I was writing my mistakes down on a piece of, um, throughout the year on a piece of, you know, just like lined paper. Uh-huh. And I couldn't find the paper. I Thank goodness I found it because I was able oh, to good. find all my mistakes. I had to whittle them down. Good. I had about 12, and we have, we're going to have five-ish or so each, right? We are. And, and this is how we started our podcast. It is how we started about our podcast. Our- that's right. That's right. So, everybody, uh, Christy, when you journal, don't do your feelings now. Don't do hopes and dreams. <laughs> Just the facts, ma'am. It's a garden right. journal. Everybody else out there, they can do whatever they want in their garden journal. You, so there's no feeling in your journal. No, not in my garden journal. Right. No. 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 Uh, no feeling. No reaching out about. No swearing. Yeah. No nothing. Just the facts, <laughs> ma'am. Well, folks, you can get your upside down tulips garden journal just by clicking on the link down below or visiting our merch store. Go to our website. 
<laughs> yeah. And we should do a shout out to our garden party. Edith. Oh, let's. So, Sally from Denver, thank you so much for joining the garden party. This means that Sally contributes a couple bucks a month to help pay for all the many expenses of producing mm-hmm. upside down tulips. Yep. Like our Learjet and mm. our caviar. Mm-hmm. And our expensive meals. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, thank you, Sally. And thank you to all of our garden club. We we so appreciate you. And if you want to become a member of the garden party, all you need to do is click on the link in the show notes or visit our website. It just takes a few seconds. And there's um, levels for all kinds of pocketbooks. And depending on the level you get, you can get free seeds from our garden. Mm-hmm. Or you can get a, a upside down tulips coffee cup. Mm-hmm. You or could, a t-shirt. You, yeah, you could get these things. <laughs> you could get these things. So, Edith. Yes. We're still in our Persephone period. What does well, that mean? Well, that means that it's the time of year when the daylight falls below 10 hours a day. And it references Persephone, who I used to call Persephone before I knew better. <laughs> it references the daughter of Demeter, goddess of the harvest in Greek mythology. It's basically plants stop growing just about because we don't have enough daylight. And our period and. Denver is November 15th to January 27th, which happens to be my birthday. And during this time, we're just publishing new shows bi-weekly. So every other week, you get a brand new episode, like this week. Mm -hmm. But on the off week, we will repeat a favorite episode like herb gardening, growing from the ground up, and winter sowing. And these these are good, you guys. Also on the off week, we will publish a special new pod play just for the garden party, like a new old woman who used to live in a shoe. So if you want to hear the new pod play on the off week, then please become a member of the Garden Party. That means you're a patron, a supporter of Upside Down Tulips. And as we keep going, folks, if there are words or terms that you're not familiar with, please just check out the Upside Down Dictionary on our website or click on the link in the show notes. We've also got fun stuff on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. And now... Here's one of our favorite pod plays, handcrafted for you and brought back for you. If you're just joining us, this is Christy and Edith. We were supposed to provide commentary at the 131st Tournament of Roses Parade in Pasadena, California. But it was canceled due to COVID. Boo! So instead, we are at the third and a half Tournament of Rosé Parade in Pueblo, Colorado. Every new year at the Tournament of Roses Parade, viewers experience the beauty of the floral floats, along with the spirited marching bands and the high-stepping equestrian units. The Tournament of Rosé Parade has many of the same features, except everyone is slightly snookered on rosé wine. And instead of a football game, everyone gathers at the Pueblo putt-putt for a couple rounds of mini-golf. Pueblo is the place to be this morning. Uh-huh. Say, Christy, why is it the third and a half tournament of Rosé Parade? Because last year, someone put the mounted color guard of Alamosa behind the Hey Hey, We're the Farmers float, <gasps> oh. made entirely out of freshly cut hay. Oh. The horses chased the Hey Hey float, which ran into the majorettes of Mineral County and their twirling torches. Oh, no. I hope everyone was all right. Uh-huh. Oh, look. Here comes the first float. It's the Rose Rosé float, of course, sponsored by Primrose Rosé Wine. 
This float is made entirely of rose bushes and wine bottles. It took volunteers over 200 hours of gardening and drinking. Yes way, Rosé. Hey, I see a band. Out of Mumper Corner, Colorado, it's the Vegetable Marching Band, playing vegetable music using instruments made entirely from fresh vegetables, such as carrots, celery, peppers, squash, and zucchini. They are literally playing with their food. <laughs> oh, they sure have good taste in music. And here come the horses. Out of Wild Horse, Colorado, it's the Spirit of the West Riders, a group of men and women who have a passion for wild horses and their history. Today, they are riding wild mustangs. Oh, no. <gasps> Whose idea was it to put wild horses behind all those delicious and musical vegetables? The horses are running into the vegetable marching band, and the spirit of the West Riders have been thrown off. And the vegetable marching band has run onto the Rose Rosé float, stomping on all the rose bushes and breaking the wine bottles. The slightly snookered gardeners are slipping on the horse manure. What a mess. Looks like the Tournament of Rosé Parade has been canceled again. Ah, oh, well. May I top off your glass of rosé? Well, if you insist. Happy New Year. And now one of our favorite episodes that we do, which is our top favorite gardening mistakes of the year. You know, mistakes get a bad rap. Don't you think, Edith? Yes, they do. And I think the fear of making a mistake, the fear of killing something, is something that keeps people from gardening. It keeps people from doing a lot of things. Oh, true. So Doesn't true. It? Doesn't yes. it? Really? Yeah, perfectionism can get in your way. Yeah. And so we're going to celebrate our mistakes. Yeah. And, and I looked back at my mistakes from last year. Do you remember what your mistakes were, your top favorite mistakes were last year? Not all of them. Oh. Well, I looked back on mine, and fortunately, I did not repeat any of them. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> Mine last year were, um, I left my tomatoes in the attic. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mulch soon enough. I never put down my drip hose. I put the wrong cages on the wrong tomatoes. I never harvested my parsley. And I dug up iris, and I never replanted it. <laughs> oh, you just let it lay around? Yeah, that was last year, and yeah. I didn't do any of that this year. So I'm feeling like I just got brand new mistakes. That's that's really good because we don't do this because we like self-flagellation or anything like that. We Speak do this for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do this because you learn from mistakes. Yes, and we figure you could learn from our mistakes too. That's what we're hoping. Edith, do you want to start? Um, yes, 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 yes. Okay. So we always talk about volunteers in the garden, which means things that have self-sown. And um, the one thing, Christy, that I'm not going to let happen anymore is when some kind of a squash comes up, you know, you cannot tell what kind it is. It could be a pumpkin. It could, it could be a spaghetti squash. Mm -hmm. It happens to me all the time. It's the mystery yes. plant that has to reveal itself uh -huh. in August. Yes. And I let it go thinking, oh, this is just like a whole nother wonderful plant. Mm -hmm. But what I don't, what I found this year is I let three of them go and all three of them kind of cross-pollinated with something. Yes. The bees can go from one flower to the other. And Christy, they were inedible. Oh. oh they were inedible. They were awful and spongy and it took so much water, it took so much room, it's a squash. 
It's so, like a bad cloning experiment in a science fiction yes. movie. So I got to be harsh and 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 hoe that stuff out yes. when I see it next year. I have trouble with that too. You know, I hate thinning. It makes me you so do, sad. You do. You hate thinning? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I planted, I tried to plant zucchini three times this year. Oh, I remember. And every time it was a summer squash. <laughs> And I don't, I sincerely do not know what happened, Edith. And I have, this is, I've been gardening, vegetable gardening for 20 years. And this is the first year I did not have a zucchini plant. It was devastating to me. I, I realized how much I really enjoy zucchini. I even enjoy giving it away. So on, on national, put zucchini on, sneak zucchini on your neighbor's porch day. I had to sneak, um, Yellow squash, on people, uh, you know, summer squash on yeah. people's porches. I don't know if this wrong seed got in the wrong packet because the packets were open. I have no idea. I sure had a lot of summer squash, but I sure that was a huge mistake. Christy, it might not have been your mistake. I once made a huge mistake when I worked at a greenhouse of literally mislabeling an entire flat of plants. <laughs> I mislabeled it. And then they grew, and we sold them as the wrong thing. And all these people were coming and going, what is this? Oh, no. Yeah. Maybe so, they didn't like it, huh? Oh. Well, they didn't know what it was. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. You know? Oh. So it might not have been you. I'm sure the yeah, mistakes happened at the sweet. source. You're very you know. kind. <laughs> I think it was me. <laughs> or it could have been you. <laughs> I think I messed my seeds up somehow. I think that my biggest mistake was not realizing how big my peach tree was going to was going to grow it, mm. it hadn't leafed out yet when i planted mm-hmm. things so my two roma tomatoes which i grow to make sauce well they were in the shade you know tomatoes need how much sun six a day 6 to 8 6 to 8 and 6 is not a lot yeah well they got maybe two ooh so the plant grew but they I had, I think, three Roma tomatoes the entire summer from both Yuck. plants. Yeah, yeah, what a waste of time. You know, yeah, that's kind of pathetic. Totally my fault. That's oh. common, though, I think, with trees. Um, I've done that, too, and I can mm-hmm. show you the tree, the maple tree that I planted. I'm like, boy, I wish I would have planted that, like, two feet over. Huh? Exactly, exactly um, that. You just, yeah. It's hard to understand the, the really how big they're going to get. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also hard, you know... You just don't think about it. I mean, I, I, I just thought, well, look at this. This is cool. This is a different place because we like to keep rotating everything. Yeah. You have to imagine things leafed out and bigger. They do continue growing. So that's a good thing for people to learn from your mistake, Edith, mm-hmm. when you plant a tree. Consider really how big it's going to get. Yeah. And what are you going to plant underneath it? Yeah. If you can't do anything. And then uh, I, I made the same mistake with... Um, I planted eggplant in the middle of um, sunflowers. Well, the sunflowers got so high, they shaded the eggplant. Uh. So that was another. Be really, really careful of where you plant things in the spring. And look around at how big everything is going to get. So plant your eggplant away from your sunflowers. Do it like yeah. that. Yes. Interestingly, though, I planted my eggplant next to my sunflowers, and I had a lot of eggplant. I remember. It depends on the angle of right where of where yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, because this got a lot of morning and afternoon sun. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, um, one of the, my favorite flowers to grow is called pot marigold, 
also known as calendula. And I have this in a flower bed in front of my vegetable garden because I like to mix flowers and vegetables together. I think it's pretty. Mm-hmm. And in this bed will be morning glories, which are nice purple. Yeah. And then the calendula are oranges and yellows. And every year they reseed or I collect seed and I and um, they self-sow and I, I move them around. I kind of force them to go where I want them to go. And I always have this beautiful display. And by move them around, just to clarify, you could actually take a plug. You can take a little tiny plant mm-hmm. with enough earth on the on its roots, and you can move it. Right. And you want to do that in the spring, not in the heat of the summer. And it it takes to it right away. Yeah, especially when they're little. You can't especially let them get when they're little, and when it's not boiling hot outside. Well, yeah. here's my mistake: is that I assumed because it's been happening every year that I would have them again. And you know what? I what? didn't have. I had maybe two or three calendula plants. And so oh. what happened is that California poppies took over. Oh. And so this year I'm going to have to buy calendula seeds and start over again and winter sow and put them back in. Because I, I don't have any seeds anymore. And for some reason it didn't oh. self-sow itself. So I, I didn't have any. And I love these flowers. They're so beautiful. I collect this, the blossoms. I make oil out of it. Christy, you know, oil. you know I don't know as much about flowers as you do. So what is the difference between a calendula and a, more, a marigold? Um, is there a huge difference? Um, they look entirely different. Oh, they do? Um, yes, the petals are different. These look more like more like a fluffy daisies. Okay. And so just because I had the name pot marigold, I don't know why it does. But That's, that's why I was confused. Yeah, it's not a marigold. It's actually a calendula. Okay. And they have beautiful leaves on it. You can, They're edible. You can mm. eat the flowers. Oh, my. Yeah. You can make lotions on and salves out of it. Didn't I, this I, year because I made a big mistake. I once saw deodorant that has calendula in it. I bet you'd like it. I did. I bought it and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I would make that. I, I made it last year. I made calendula yes. body butter. That was great. That was yeah. wonderful. Not this year. <laughs> Christy. I have a marigold mistake, too. Oh, my goodness. I know. And it's, again, it's a volunteer thing, okay? So this year, I think partly inspired by you and how you mix flowers in with, in it, with mm-hmm. everything, I let all of my marigolds go wherever they wanted to go. They lined the sidewalk, both sides, all the way down. They were, yeah, they were all pretty. over the garden. They were pretty. But I didn't, I didn't snip them in time. I didn't deadhead them in time. So all of them went to seed. Yeah. Thousands and millions of Uh-oh. seeds. So I thought, well, I'm going to go through the entire garden and I'm going to cut off the top of the plant. That way I could still have the bottom for my compost pile. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a little obsessive about my compost pile. So I cut the tops off. And of course, sometimes they spray the seeds everywhere. Yeah. I know I'm going to have a bit of a problem next year. Uh-oh. Then I had this gigantic bag of marigold seeds. And what I did with that, I've got an empty lot two doors down. So I went to this empty lot and I spread marigold seeds everywhere. Nice. Because right now it's just awful weeds and it's Mm -hmm. scrabby looking. And I thought, wouldn't that be beautiful? That would be beautiful. Yeah. But you're going to have a lot of marigold seeds all I, over your yard. I am, again. And this year, I'm going to thin them early. Yeah, and then in and in um, J- July, yeah. 
trim them down. Have to trim them. Have to deadhead. Trim them have down to trim. and deadhead and do in August. Because I last year that happened to me in September when we got this big huge frost and I trimmed all mine down and I got a second flush of morning glories in October. Wow, nice. Good morning, compost. Good morning, mulch. Winter is coming. I know it, and the constant gardener still hasn't spread me around. What are they waiting for? What you gonna do when they come for you? I would hope after being spread around, I would be protecting the garden. Are you okay this morning, compost? You seem odd. You haven't been turned over in a while, have you? I'm your man, Steve Harvey. What are you talking about? You're a heap of compost. I've been watching too much TV. You have a TV over there? No, but my pile has gotten so high, I can look in the window and see the gardener's TV. The gardener never watched this much TV in the summer. This is when they relax for a while because it's cold in most places. Although, they should get out here and spread me. I should be protecting the garden now until spring. And they should turn me over. Let's call to the gardener. Gardener! Come out! We need you! You're not done. You have to tuck us in for the winter. Gardener! Yes, gardeners. We're in the Persephone period, where plants stop growing because the days are so short. But have you finished up in the garden? Do you hear your garden calling you? Get out there, gardeners, one more time. Turn that compost, spread that mulch. We don't mean to be pushy, gardeners, but do this and your garden will rest better till spring, as will you. This has been a PSA from your friends at Upside Down Tulips, who also, by the way, wish you a happy new year. Edith, I have yes. to talk about sauerkraut. I know that was a huge disappointment for you, Christy. Gunther. Yeah. I had beautiful heads of cabbage. I had five beautiful heads. I took three of them. I shaved them. I put them in a big, huge crock. I mushed them with salt. I put plates on them. I weighted them down with big all. pickle jars. You did it right. And um, after about four, four or five days, um, I had you look at it mm -hmm. because my house was reeking. <laughs> I wouldn't say reeking. I wouldn't say reeking. <laughs> not a good smell. And we determined that it did not work. And I'm not quite sure why, though I do have some theories on why it didn't. I think that because the crock I used, which I don't, even though I cleaned it, I, I washed it out really well, I I don't know what it was used. You know, like sometimes people will use those crocks for planters. Oh. So maybe it had some bacteria in it and I didn't clean it, it out well enough. Mm -hmm. I used leaves to press it down and maybe I shouldn't have used maybe I should have trade changed the leaves out more frequently than what I was doing maybe I should have used cheesecloth I don't know but it was incredibly disappointing because that was three heads of cabbage that Christy, were wasted did you who who did the squeezing me I squeezed it okay I might not have squeezed it enough that's what I think it probably was next time get your handsome and handy husband oh to help you squeeze because <laughs> It takes a lot of, you, you're squeezing, it takes a lot of strength. Everybody, they know how yeah, tough. Yeah, and look at these weak, look at tiny those little, little hands. Tiny hands. I'm a tiny gal, She's Edith. almost got gloves on. 
She's That's almost so got those little lacy little gloves. Yeah. yeah. So get, get your husband to do it With or his at least help hands. you. One of the recipes I saw said get like a baseball bat and pound your... I've seen that. And you like cut the cut the baseball bat, yes. the curvy part off so you can really smash That's it. That's the most There's likely... There's a tool for that. See, because yeah. everything else you said, you said, oh, there is a tool for that. Oh, that's good. But everything else you said, the, the cabbage leaf on top, I did it like that. Mm. I mean, that's... That was so disappointing. I was so bummed. Now, that's why I, I'm glad I compost, though, because it all went in the compost pile, so nothing is nothing truly is really wasted. Nothing, nothing is, is truly, truly wasted. No, it's not. It really isn't. And, you know, it's, it was your first time making it. Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> if you make a mistake, your sauerkraut will forgive you. Thanks, Edith. Come on. What did I do that was wrong? Oh, this thing. Okay, this was really disappointing. Okay. So, you know that you gave me some scarlet runner bean seeds. Yes. And my friend Diane gave me a packet from Thomas Jefferson's garden. Fancy pants. Fancy pants. So, I had all of these wonderful seeds and I thought, and I thought I'm going to plant all of them because next year I'm going to have more seeds that I know what to do with. Well, I had these beautiful, beautiful plants. You know, they they crawl up and they provided shade for my porch. And then they got flowers. They never got pods. Oh, what? They never got pods. So That's weird if you got flowers. Well, I did some research on it, which my main mistake was not doing research on something that I'd never done before, like grow this. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because scarlet runner beans are not only beautiful, they're supposedly edible the yeah. beans they have a beautiful pink and black bean and of course you know i don't have any so the re- there's a lot of reasons why it could have happened and i read through the reasons and i know why it happened too hot mm. and because it was so hot i also overwatered christy they were in a window box the window box is hanging on my porch yeah what is that called like the, the a, railing the railing like, yeah, the railing uh-huh. and that is above concrete and it got the southern sun all day, all day. It got at least 10 to 12 hours of sun. Remember how hot it was? Yeah. So I would water it like twice a day. They hate that, apparently. So it's okay to let it dry out a little bit. If you hadn't watered so much, do you think I, they would have been okay? If it hadn't watered, the, the heat would have killed them. So it was a double um, whammy. You know, I grow scarlet runner bean in four different spots in my yard. And some are always more successful than the others. And the one that's always the most successful uh-huh. is the one in the window box. But it's, and it's next to the garage, and it gets afternoon shade. That's the thing, because that's because that's the one I would yeah. look at, and I'd go, Christy, I really want that plant. You know, I haven't counted how many beans I have, but uh-huh. I think I have like about forty. Would you like some for next I would year? Eat? Lo- I would love some. <laughs> okay, good. And the other thing I won't do is I won't. They said don't plant them too close together. Don't crowd them. I planted them with morning glories because I thought. Red, pink, purple, how beautiful is that going to be? But I think I put too many, so Mm. I did everything wrong. (laughs) I'm lucky I even got flowers. Well, you know, journal it, but don't put your emotions into it. I'm getting them out right now. Don't Look at the tears. Look at the tears. (laughs) Well, um, I love to save my geraniums. For years, I would just bring them up into my attic and then maybe water them once a month. What did I do last year? I thought, you know what? I bet I can just leave these in the garage. They'll be just fine. The attic, the garage, right? No. Those no. geraniums died, 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 died. Right? 
it got too cold. And also because they were in the, I thought if in the garage, I'd see them more, you know, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I did, I watered them less. So this year, of course, as everybody knows, I put my dreams back in the attic. Um, and, the, and I will have them again next year. And I bought all new geraniums. That was disappointing. Well, Christy, you know, um, last year I killed my rosemary by not, I brought it in. The year before that, I killed it by leaving it out. (laughs) Last year I killed it because I brought it in again, didn't really do my research about how they need humidity and we're in Colorado. And, and, and humidity from the air, not so much watering it. I overwatered it as well. Yeah. So so that's a, it's a vicious cycle mm -hmm. that they like to be. Moist. Yeah, they do. And, Yay, and it's shout out okay. to moist. And, it, and you and your moist. And it said... <laughs> you and your moist. You and your moist. <laughs> it said that the top inch or so can be dry. And if it isn't, like I totally overwatered. I remember when I bur- took it out to put it in the compost, it was rotten on the bottom. I'm like, oh man. Dry well, on top, wet on the bottom. And this year, so far, Christy, so good. It's looking good, and I'm doing it right, I think. Well, speaking of, as long as we're killing things here, Edith, Okay. I wonder if our enigmatic and excellent engineer could pass me what's underneath that table right there. Oh, my gosh, it's a corpse. So, oh, what is this? This is a dead jasmine plant. Oh. Uh, I Somebody I traded with on Wheat Rich Gardener's yeah. Facebook forum. I traded plants with them, and they gave me jasmine seeds. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Because um, I winter-sowed them. I grew them. They were outside. They looked beautiful. And then I brought them. Wait a minute. You winter-sowed the jasmine? Yeah. Yeah, I put them in milk jugs. Okay. They all germinated. It was this beautiful plant out of my patio last summer. And then I brought it inside. And it it was doing okay. It was doing okay. It was doing okay. And it made it to spring. And I should have brought it outside. I should have taken it back outside, but I didn't. I oh. left it inside, and guess what happened? Bit by bit by bit by oh. bit, a leaf fell off, a leaf fell off. I would water it, a leaf would fall off, I would, a leaf would fall off. All the leaves fell off. And then I thought, well, there we go. I, I, I grew it from seed, and then I killed it. And now, also, our engineer is displaying... This tomato plant, Edith. Oh, so Christine. I winter sowed tomato plants for the first year. This germinated and grew, and I always thought I should I should put that in a container. I should put that in the ground. I should put it in a container. I should put it in the ground. Didn't have really room in the vegetable garden to put it because I already had all my tomato plants in. But I certainly had a lot of containers I could have thrown this in and let it grow. But still, I just it's in a milk jug still, folks. And maybe it got to be about like maybe 18 to 20 inches tall. Uh-huh. And it lived all summer just scraping along. I think it technically might even still be alive, Edith. Oh, Christy. I don't know, but it looks it looks like, um, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things in the science fiction movie where it would be saying, yeah. kill me, kill <laughs> me, kill me. <laughs> so, oh, Christy. Yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> Well, some mistakes. Yeah. So, folks, if you have a jasmine plant inside, it wants to be outside for the summer. And if you have little tomato, extra tomato plants, stick them in a container. Don't let them just suffer in their tiny little pots. That's good advice now. <laughs> Do you have any other of your favorite gardening mistakes, Edith? 
No, I've covered I've covered my top ones, I think. Well, I have uh, Oh, really? You don't want to talk about your jade plant, Edith? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Interesting how you left your jade plant off the list. Well, I don't I seem to recall you gave me a jade plant and you bought one at the same time, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know why I'm feeling so awkward is that I killed two jade plants and <laughs> and 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 to the and so I didn't know what you I didn't know that someone you were talking about. I'm like, how did she know that I killed my gigantic jade plant? How oh, did she oh, your know? gigantic one died? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. See, you didn't know, but that's no. what I thought you were talking about. No, I meant the one that when you got us each one. Yeah, and yours lived and not it didn't just live. It practically took over the window. Yeah, Mine just great. got smaller and smaller and shrivelier and shrivelier until it was like done. It was just done. So that's a mistake, and I don't know why it happened. Did 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 you? I don't think you had it in the right window, right? Did you have it in a southern window? I did, Christy. Actually, oh. I did. Did you feed it? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the little plant is going. Feed me. I watered Feed it, me. but I didn't fertilize it. That was my mistake. I admit it. Ah, uh, so many mistakes. I wonder what mistakes we'll have next year, Edith. Oh, I'm sure we'll have some. Well, this was a good batch of mistakes for 2021. Thank you to all of these mistakes because we learned from them, and hopefully they won't show up on our list next year. Yeah, because then it's our fault. <laughs> Then we are not to be forgiven. Then criminal charges will be brought. Yes, they will, by the garden police. Tick-tock, tick-tock, what do I have in my hand? <gasps> it's a letter. It's a letter. It's time for mailbag. Ring, ring. Okay. Here we go. Do you want me to read it? <laughs> Out loud? <laughs> if you must. Okay, I will. It says, Hello, Christy and Edith. In March of 2020, two weeks before the COVID shutdown, I lost the love of my life and best friend of 15 years, my dog Buttercup. And I have been completely devastated. After she died, I was looking at some flowers that I wanted to plant to honor her. And of course, I was looking at Buttercups when I came across the most beautiful flower I had ever seen. To my surprise, they are called Persian Buttercups. This is so significant because my ethnicity is Persian and her name was Buttercup. I instantly burst into tears when I learned this and needed to know how to grow these beautiful flowers in honor of her. Here's the kicker. I am in no way, shape, or form a gardener. And it looks like from the research I did, Persian Buttercups can't grow in a Colorado climate. Have either of you had any experience with these beautiful flowers or experienced growing a flower that might be difficult in this climate? Any advice or help would be greatly appreciated. Today would have been Buttercup's 17th birthday. Aww. Mm -hmm. These flowers mean a lot to me, and I would love to be able to grow them in her honor. Kiss your fur babies for me, <laughs> Shireen, a.k.a. Buttercup's proud mama. Oh, that is so beautiful. Oh, that really is. And you know, a lot of people like to grow plants and flowers in honor of someone who has passed away. Yeah. Roses, trees. Rose, that's right. That's right. It's a wonderful tradition. And the Persian buttercup, Edith, is a beautiful flower. Is it? It, it looks like 
almost like a rose in a way where it's one of those or a, a really multi-layered carnation where it just has layers and layers and oh. layers and layers of petals that all just sort of go Ooh. in on itself. That's so beautiful. And the colors are really beautiful. You can get pink and red and orange and yellow. They're really popular in bouquets and in wedding bouquets. Yeah. So they're very beautiful. And Shireen is right that this is normally a warm weather plant if you want it to be a perennial. So that means perennial folks that when you plant it, it'll come back year after year after year with not much work. Because the winter won't kill it. Yeah, winter won't kill it. The plant will still be alive. And so this is a good plant for zones 8 to 10. Mm. However, people, Shireen, in our Colorado climate and in other areas can grow this in two different ways. And one is you can grow it as an annual, which means that every year you can go to your local nursery and you will find Persian buttercups being sold as an annual and you can plant them in honor of beautiful little buttercup. Every You just have to replant them every year. Um, you can also, I think these make a great container plant. You can buy and order through a nursery catalog or even on Amazon, you can buy the little tubers. And the tubers look like, they look like a little spider or a little claw with a lot of little pointy fingers. Yeah. And you can maybe buy 10 of these for maybe 10 bucks. And in, like in Colorado and around March-ish or around between like 8 to 12 weeks before your last, before your last frost, mm -hmm. take your little tubers and soak them for about eight hours no more than that so like eight to ten hours and then plant them in a container you want a container that has good drainage you can just use general all-purpose potting soil as long as it's really light and fluffy and plant it maybe like about you know one to two inches mm -hmm. and water it really well put it in a sunny window inside and then don't water it until you start seeing some growth that happens. And this will probably take about maybe maybe about a month or so. Uh -huh. When you start seeing growth, then you can start watering it. And then around the time when the last frost happens, you'll be able to acclimate it to move it outside. Fertilize very lightly on it. And each plant will have a, can produce up to 70 blossoms. Wow. So make sure you deadhead regularly, which means pinching off the spent flowers mm -hmm. so that it'll encourage the plant to rebloom. Then in the around mid mid June, July, the plant will be done. And it'll start to go into dormancy. It'll start to turn yellow because this is a plant that doesn't like it super hot. Huh. Um, you can bring the plant in for dormancy. You could bring these little tubers in and store them in some peat moss in like a you know in a box or even like a, a netted bag or a piece of nylon and you can reuse those tubers every year or if that's too much work for you just go buy new plants in the spring at the local nursery okay so you you're not saying bring the plant in and nurture it over the winter you're saying bring it in pull it out yeah, and it'll take die back. And take the tubers off. Yeah, the plant will the plant will let you know because all of a sudden it'll start dying back. Oh, okay. You know, because it doesn't like it. It can get a little persnickety about 
about temperature. So, so it'll let you know like late June, early July, like I'm done. Like a pansy will do that, right? Like, But that's yeah. an annual. It doesn't have a tuber. So you can have your Persian buttercups for a few months out of the year. Yes, and enjoy them. And I hope you do, Shireen, uh, because they certainly are a beautiful flower. And what a great way to honor your beautiful dog. Yeah, it is. Well, folks, if you have questions about plants, it's we like researching this stuff, and we can help you adapt it to your own special needs. Just give us, just give us a letter to mailbag. You can write to us at upside down tulips at gmail, or you could write to our website at upside down tulips dot com. Go to it and write. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Christy's moving really far away and really, really high up. I see her. She's on a mountain. She's above the clouds. She looks profound. I'm waiting for some inspiration, Christy. This week's inspiration comes from C.S. Lewis. Oh, I love him. He says, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. You could make it worse that way. doesn't mean it could be better <laughs> but you can change it but you, you can, can change, change it you do have the power yes. to change things you're right well folks you've reached the end of another episode of upside down tulips we thank you so much for listening we are edith weiss and christy Munter larson and if you got some laughs and some value out of this week's episode could you do us a favor hit that subscribe like or follow button wherever you listen to your podcasts Thank you so much to Denise Gentilini for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song. You know you want more, so go to denisegentilini.com or find that link at upsidedowntulips.com. And thank you to our excellent yet enigmatic engineer. A special thanks to our local nursery and friend of the show, Southwest Gardens. Join us next week for a new pod play for the garden party and an awesome repeat on gardening from the ground up. Yes. And, and, and don't forget, any of you, if you make a mistake, your garden will forgive you. Yeah. Upside down to lips. Even the sauerkraut will forgive you. Yes. Forgiving sauerkraut. Gunther.